Hello and welcome to another edition of the End Zone Podcast. My name is Eric Jensen and I'm joined today by three new voices. Three new, very unique guests that I'm very excited to introduce to the End Zone Podcast universe, as it were. Listener, if you are new, if you are old, thank you for listening. This will be our, I believe, seventh season on the face of the earth, something I'm, I'm pretty proud of. I started this right when I got out of high school, and here I am now, a college graduate of, of two years, uh, sitting here, still still doing a podcast. So, not to pat myself on the back too much, which I absolutely hate doing, but uh, it's it's been a fun ride, and uh, you know we're somewhere near 600 episodes. I think that's coming soon, uh, but. As you all know, if you've listened from the beginning, there are a various cast of, of crew and characters that have come across this show. And uh, Brad, Mason, and YB will be part of this fall's coverage. But Mason's working on uh, launching a very successful business, and YB's in South Korea. And Brad's just off in the forests of Calgary, potentially selling drugs. We we don't really know uh, anything about Brad or his whereabouts, but... Um, Joining me today are three very new guests and and people I'm very excited to have on the podcast. Fresh from me around the NFL subreddit, because that's where you find the best and brightest football minds in this country. It is uh, Joe, Jake, and Brock. Fellas, welcome to the podcast. We'll, we'll kind of go around the horn here individually, and we'll start with you, Joe. Well, first off, Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm and doing well. uh and uh really the first question you, you you ask when you meet a fellow NFL fan, you know, who's your team? I am a Chargers fan. Oh, what a what a beauty. I mean, this really couldn't have lined out uh more perfectly. Brad is uh one of the more uh obnoxious um Chiefs fans in the entire world and someone who uh needs a foil occasionally and and having a chargers fan in this in this mix uh this truly could be just an afc west podcast all we need is a is a raiders guy and, and we we'd really have it all figured out wow the chargers so are, are you ready for yet another season of uh likely disappointment with <laughs> yeah. tons of hope attached to the beginning and national pundits predicting you to go to the Super Bowl. You know, uh, this year, yeah, I'm ready for the heartbreak. Uh, I'm always ready for the heartbreak. However, in terms of pundits, I don't know if you've noticed, but there has been a drastic decline in like charters, uh, like Twitter fandom, all that, or yeah, Twitter. I'm gonna call it Twitter still. But the, uh, you know, usually around this time, they're the preseason darlings. Oh, the Chargers are gonna do this, all that, but. That's fallen off, and most people aren't even selecting to pick the or to make the playoffs. So I'm hoping with a stunted um, projection from others, we will will thrive and, and do better than that. But ultimately, what will happen is some embarrassing loss uh, that people will talk about all off season. We'll probably fire the coach and restart and reboot, like we do every three or four years. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, for one, as uh, listeners of this podcast know, I'm a closet Chargers fan, big fan of the organization, have been since Philip Rivers. Uh, just got a tendency to get a lot of those uh, late 420, uh, 225 
kicks here in the mountain time zone where it's Los Angeles coming back from a deficit against some, uh, some random NFC South team, uh, the Philip Rivers years, man, those were good times. Those were good times. Uh, I liked those teams, and then they they just rolled into Justin Herbert. So, I mean, for as as little as they've actually won, I would say the Chargers have had. Uh, would you agree that it's at least entertaining slash maybe kind of fun to be a Chargers fan? No, it's if if it's, I, yeah, it is nothing if not fun. Uh, just because it's never smooth sailing. Um, I, I mean. If you've watched a Chargers game, you're never comfortable. Like, even if you're a Chargers fan or not, like, the, they could be down by 35 and still come back and then lose. Or they could be up by 35 and then somebody will come back and lose. I mean, it's just uh, – yeah, it's just how it is being a Chargers fan. And there's a reason why they call it Chargery. Unfortunately, it's attached to the organization. But, yes, is it fun? Uh, I, spe- I mean, it was – I will say it was – uh, semi-fun in the mid-90s. I'm, I'm probably much older than everybody on here, but it was fun. Sem- in the mid-90s, it was semi-fun. We had a lull from like 98 until we drafted uh, Drew Brees, well, 04, uh, where we were awful, and that wasn't so much fun. But uh, from 04 on, it's been at least entertaining. That's good. I mean, at least you have a watchable offense every year, which is more than I can say. I mean, I've had like four yeah. nice years of Peyton Manning and then a, a bunch of really – uh garbage to be completely frank with you but uh yeah man i'm excited to have a chargers fan on here like a true blood chargers fan you just don't find that many out there in the wild and you know i i i i i am looking forward to it man i'm really looking forward to uh to to learning more about the chargers and just diving deep into the chargers throughout the year which brings us to our next guest jake and Jake, I already. Hey, what's you. up? Yeah, dude, how you doing, man? I mean, dude, I, you I were mean, describing like an epic adventure followed by a giant collapse at the end, and I thought, oh, he's talking about Dallas for sure. And then yeah, you ended for... it with Chargers. I'm like, oh, okay, all right, I guess them too. For sure, uh, Jake. Uh, we we've obviously chatted a little bit before this. Jake, you are a a Dallas Cowboys fan. Can I just yeah. say? I don't think, I, think outside, the only one. Oh, I don't okay. I don't think outside of like my uncle who I barely talk to uh I've I've ever met a true Dallas Cowboys fan. So you you're, you're a rare exception. Welcome to the show. Uh I I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Well, I'm in California and around where I am it's either Raiders, Chargers, Niners or Dallas. I think there's just as many Dallas fans here as the other three. It's just, I don't know why. They're the bandwagon team. I mean, that to me makes sense because here in Salt Salt Lake's a weird place for NFL fandom. It's kind of a mix of Raiders, Broncos, Seahawks have a heavy presence here. And then, yes, overwhelmingly Dallas Cowboys fans, which doesn't make sense to me. But it makes sense to me for you. Can I tell you why, Jake? Because I think it's because of a training camp. I really do. Oh, like the fact the I, fact that that they do training camp in Oxnard, like it. I have it, no it, idea why. <laughs> it kind of makes sense that kids growing up in that region, like their parents might take them to Dallas Cowboys training camp to kill some summertime, and uh, all of a sudden you're you're a Cowboys fan. 
yeah, it's a pretty popular thing. I went there with a, uh, a uh, I don't know, it was a youth group. We went to Dallas Cowboys training camp in Oxnard and got to see Romo and all of them. And uh, I, I could definitely see how that turns some people into Dallas fans. Maybe they do that on purpose. Maybe. All right, I, I have to ask you here because uh, I, I, I have had this take for a while now. Uh, can you explain to me the witchcraft behind the fact that the Dallas Cowboys went from Tony Romo to basically a Tony Romo clone just in a slightly bigger body? Uh, I don't think the Dallas Cowboys could explain how that happened because they had Romo, who's basically an unknown, just came in for injured, what was it, Bledsoe? And then you had Dak come in for an injured Romo. It's just, who knows? It's like where Brock Purdy come from. <laughs> it just happens. Yeah, but you'd agree. They're the same player, right? Like Tony Romo and Dak Prescott are the same player, right? Well, they let me down every year. They're just about the same. So <laughs> uh, Romo no. was actually more entertaining when he let me down because he would like fumble it or hold the place kick and just kind of throw it away or, or run away. But Dak does it in like more, you know, a uh, fantastic fashion. He'll get you all the way down there and then throw a pick or something like that. I just think that that is one of my more uh, spicy NFL takes is that they just carbon copied the quarterback for, for about two generations. It's so. in the script. Yeah. Yeah. For if sure. you read the script, you would know. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, thanks so much, Jake. And uh, we'll, we'll get to some, uh, NFL takes here in a while. I, I'm very interested to hear yours because I just uh, it's interesting to hear Cowboys fans takes on uh you know the NFL at large. Finally joining us all the way from Florida, it is uh, our good friend Brock. Brock, welcome, Brock. Thank you for joining the show. What a unique name, Brocktober. I mean, obviously <laughs> you're gonna have to be joining us in October because it will be Brocktober, of course. <laughs> uh, I can al- I can already uh tell I'm gonna work some show names around this. <laughs> so thank you very much. You you are one of uh one of the incoming stars of this of this podcast. Also the name of a famously failed uh Broncos quarterback slash personal enemy of mine, Brock Osweiler. Uh so in, in relation. Yeah, no, no relation. I can't tell you how happy I was that more Brocks have entered the NFL because for a long time, that was the only one anyone knew. Um, so they're very thankful for Brock Purdy, very thankful for Brock Wright tied in for the Dallas, uh, the Detroit lions. Um, but yeah, thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Well, who's your team? Um, I grew up watching football just to watch it. Didn't have a team until I moved to Charlotte, North Carolina in 2012 and, you know, latched on to the Panthers. Um, I, uh, I'm still haunted by Super Bowl 50, uh, which I mentioned to you since you're a Broncos fan. Um, and just been kind of wandering the wilderness with everybody else until, you know, hopefully this year where we, we they get up, up, up off of the mat. How do you feel, man? How do you feel going into this year? Because uh, I won't lie to you. I, I came into the preseason very hyped up about them. And then I kind of watched some of the preseason and uh, I got, I got kind of, uh, I feel like it's very rare that you go into the preseason 
thinking super highly of a team and then what happens in the preseason changes the entire national perception of them i feel like people have come way down on the panthers over the past month would you agree with that assessment yeah i think so at least at a national level um i mean to me this isn't that much different than than last year from everything not related to the core quarterback perspective i mean the offensive line didn't get their act together immediately either uh, I mean, and in uh, the right tackle, um, Icky wasn't, uh, he was a rookie. So, you know, I think the team will go as the offensive line goes um, and they put it together last year. So I have some optimism that they will this year, but we'll see. It'll be interesting. My biggest concern is that they uh, don't have any fast wide receivers. That would be a, <laughs> that would be my biggest concern. Yeah. Um, yeah, we'll see. Um, we'll see if Adam Thielen's ability to run routes will still be able to make a difference. I don't know. Um, I think the most important thing is is Bryce Young's development. I don't know if you need elite skill position players to be able to see that. Um, you know, I'm not necessarily thinking they're going to, you know, win a bunch of games, but as long as he can show some progress, uh, I'll be happy. Um, I do think the NFC South is anyone's division. I have a hot take about the Falcons that maybe I'll share later. Um, but yeah, I think, you know, if there's a chance, there's a really outside chance for things to happen, that would be cool. But as long as Bryce Young, you know, shows some, some growth this year, that's all I'm looking for. Who are the Carolina Panthers biggest rival? <laughs> um, it would probably have to be, it'd probably either be the Falcons or the Saints. Um, yeah, definitely one of those two. Uh, I'd probably be different for someone who grew up a Panthers fan because I didn't. I, I, you know, I adopted them when I moved there. Um, they have, might have a different answer, but definitely a lot of animosity with the Saints and the Falcons. For me, it's the Falcons more than the Saints. Um, I just, I, you know, I, I, they, we call them the Dirty Birds. Uh, you know, they, they, they take a lot of cheap shots, or they did, especially in the Cam Newton era. Took a lot of cheap, cheap shot, shots on him. Uh, at least their defense did. So, uh, I would probably say the Falcons. Okay. Interesting, because we do have uh, some Saints contributors on here from time to time, pardon me, and uh, I think they would also agree that the Falcons are... Yeah, definitely kind of fans the, hate, hate the Falcons. Are, are kind of the <laughs> enemy of that division. So it's interesting that Panthers fans also equally hate the Atlanta Falcons, which makes sense. It's a it's division rival, but... I just, I, I personally, I don't, I don't find the Falcons hateable. I find them, uh, oh, they're a very li- hateable. A, a little bit pitiful. They've had zero success. Uh, but uh, yeah, we'd like to keep it that way. We'd like to keep it that way. Yeah, I feel quite, <laughs> quite bad for them. <laughs> Honestly, Jake, I, I feel, I feel the exact same way. Well, this is great. Thanks, guys, for for joining us. Uh, you know, we we hope to get you guys mixed in with the regular cast and crew kind of throughout. I know everyone's not available every week and uh i just appreciate people uh coming on to to talk and uh just chat football for an hour or so every week on on wednesdays which is when this will come out uh we will have some special episodes this week a recap tomorrow night with brad and then potentially uh, a monday night recap but plan on wednesdays for this being out on the field and maybe some weeks two shows but usually just one show uh for the week we'll do kind of our our takeaways from a week and looking ahead at other games all all in one show they uh it'll be a little bit longer during the regular season just because uh there'll be a lot of information to get to so keep an eye out for that 
in the feeds. All right, guys, before we get into week one, which there's a ton to get into, and uh, I want to be conscious of everyone's time tonight, uh, so I do I do want to get into it semi-quickly. I did just want to ask you guys, though, here we are. It's the night before football. We, we're, we, get, we get started tomorrow night. If there's one thing you're thinking about like right now, like what is the strongest take in your head right now going into the season that's kind of uniquely yours and that you feel you're you're able to defend? And I'd like to talk about those for a few minutes uh, before we get in to week one. I'm going to start with with uh, Jake. I'm, I'm really interested to to hear what he's thinking about the NFL as a whole kind of going into the year. Uh, there is a lot of new players that I am so excited to see rookie quarterbacks, uh, players that change teams. And I think it's going to be one of the most exciting week ones that I've seen in a while. And uh, we've got Aaron Rodgers over on the jets. Um, the Bryce young on the, on the Panthers. Right. And, it's it's going to be an exciting week of football. My uh, my hot take is I just I I think Dallas is going to win the Super Bowl this week, and I <laughs> <laughs> so I don't I don't know change my mind. You funnily enough, Jake, one of my hot takes is I'm not buying the Cowboys hype. <laughs> you and like most everybody else. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't I don't understand why people think the Cowboys on paper are gonna even compete with the Eagles in that division. Um I I could yeah, I mean I honestly think I think they can compete in that division just because that division is wildly weird and no one ever wins it two years in a row. I'm kind of with Jake. Like if they won the Super Bowl this year, would it shock me? Yes. But they do kind of have a roster to do it. I, I think at least they have the best defense in the NFL. I feel pretty confidently about that. And I'm I'm a big fan of what they did offensively, adding Brandon Cooks. I think he'll be very good. And I think if, if they lean on Tony Pollard this year, who has shown flashes of being a very good running back, I, I think they'll be fine. The big question to me is obviously Mike McCarthy. It depends. If, if they just step back and let Dak run the offense, I really do think they, they're like a top three seed in the NFC for sure. I think, and yeah, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see what, what ends up happening with them. I think it's been too long. We've all forgotten what Mike McCarthy calling plays both feels and looks like. <laughs> and we're about okay. to get a crash course in what that was like. He got a PFF subscription, though, bro. It could be I severely doubt it. Dallas fan is uh, I'm not on the Tony Pollard hype train. And I think that he only really? got the success that he did because Zeke was there taking a majority of the snaps or at least primary. Oh, no. Are I'm not on the Pollard. Zeke? Are you a, a weird no, Ezekiel no, no. Elliott I was, I was I was off the Zeke, Zeke train a couple years ago. I But I think Zeke was a big distraction. I think that's the only reason Pollard shined. As Pollard is a number one, teams are playing and planning as he's the number one. I don't think he has the same you success got, this year. I'm I'm more interested in the new backup. Deuce McAllister? 
Deuce Vaughn, right? Deuce Vaughn. Why did I say Deuce McCown? Who's There's Deuce McCown? There's a Saints fan right there. Huh? I think I just <laughs> lied about the Panthers. Huh? <laughs> oh, that's why. That's why. Oh, I'm a big right. Deuce Vaughn guy. Is, uh, Deuce Vaughn, yeah. I, I got the first Deuce name Vaughn, right. Yeah. He's actually third on the death chart. My bad. Oh, yeah. rip. No, it's all good. Uh, but you will quickly learn, all, all three of you, by the way, that accuracy on this does not matter much. It's just more <laughs> about having fun and, and and talking. And I forget names occasionally as well. If, uh, feel free to jump in, and uh, everybody's got each oh, other. Oh, the, the quarterback, no. uh, Derek Prescott, on there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> not a, not everyone can know all fifty-three man rosters of every uh, team in the NFL. I think that would I think people, unless you get paid to do it. I mean, uh, but uh, yeah, no, it's uh, it's always it's always fun no i think that's a unique take that the dallas cowboys are going to win the super bowl i won't completely laugh it out of the building i think it's fair and a little bit logic based because i do think the offense could be slightly better and i think defense wins championships and may have the best defense they will be one of the seven teams in the playoffs i guarantee that there's a there's there's an onion hanger right there I don't know if that's an onion hanger. The NFC is pretty weak in general. So I would say that it's pretty likely that they make it. Yeah, it, would be, I mean, it would be, you would have, to, it would be like the worst possible scenario. McCarthy would be fired week nine if they're not like in trajectory to make the playoffs. I mean, I think that's what's going to happen. I think they'll either miss the playoffs or lose in the wild card round. That's what I think is going to happen. Hey, we will definitely lose in the wild card round. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, we'll go with Joe next. What's your, what, what, what are you thinking here? Night of uh, night before Christmas, like what, what's going through your head? Visions is uh, plums. Where are we at? Uh, leading into the season, like I think maybe the I don't know if I'm most excited, but I am, and I, I, I don't think this is probably even unique to myself, and that I'm excited to finally see the AFC East full of uh, capable teams. And I just want to watch them beat the shit out of each other all year long so they still don't do anything. I mean, I don't know. I don't know the age of everybody on here, but seeing the Patriots uh, own that division for the last however long, 15, 16, 18 years, whatever the hell it is, they, Great. Uh, they're the worst team in that division probably. But even then, they're still probably going to – I mean, they're not going to like put up – they're not going to win four games or anything like that. So they're going to be competitive. But the Bills are competitive, finally. And have been for whatever three, three, four years since Josh Allen finally developed. My wife's a Jets fan, so I watch every single Jets game. I think this year they're gonna. I think their hype train is probably a little bit too high. I probably mm. wouldn't tell my wife that, but the uh, Aaron <laughs> Rodgers. Listen, yeah, <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Uh, you know they're going to be a better team. Their defense is going to be good. All that good stuff. Uh, and then obviously the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins are going to be a competitor. So uh, it'll be nice to see four competitive teams beat the shit out of each other and then ultimately lose right at the beginning of the playoffs. So we can see some sort of parody in the playoffs. I'm, t- I'm so tired of seeing, and the bill, don't get me wrong. I like the bills, like jets, all that stuff, but I would like to see other divisions be more prominent in the playoffs. Yeah. I agree with that. It's better when a division, either everybody's great or everybody's mediocre or everyone sucks. It, it's not as fun when there's one dominant team. No. And that was the Pat, Pat. I mean, don't get me wrong. The Pats were good during that time. Brady was great. Belichick's great. But they were also like lofted, 
you know, Bills led by Kyle Orton and <laughs> the Dolphins by whoever the hell, you know, running the wish. Mark, Mark Sanchez. Yeah, Mark Sanchez. I mean, talk about like, that's that's going to go, there's never going to be an asterisk next to all those wins. But if, whenever you deep dive on the AFC East during that reign of the Patriots, it's like, there's a little bit something underneath there. I mean, they, look at they, the look at the Giants. Giants are proof positive. They're two Super Bowls. All you got sometimes. All you got to do is get to the playoffs and get hot. Yeah, hundred percent. I think one of my big takes regarding the AFC East is I think people are, yes, it's better, but I think people are way too low on the Bills. I think they're still going to run that division. <laughs> I think. Uh, they're still the best team. And I think that the Jets hype, let's see it first, personally. You know, they, they is it there's... is it the Jets hype or is it the Aaron Rodgers hype? Yeah, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, let me Somebody see it with Rodgers last year. <laughs> let me see it with Rodgers too, because I don't I don't I don't know if maybe I'm crazy, but I was not I was not through the roof with Aaron Rodgers last year. Like I thought he was a perfectly fine quarterback, but like everybody talking, like he's just going to regain MVP form because he's got Garrett Wilson now. And, and he brought over Alan Lazard. Like, let's just calm down a little bit. I'm I'm not going there. The Jets could run the table. I think there's more reason to believe Aaron Rodgers is capable of that than there was for Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson had a legit down year before he went to Denver, like legit. And, and like you said, Aaron Rodgers just had a like average starting quarterback, top 15 at least year where he was dealing with rookie wide receivers and a, uh, you know, defunct offensive line. So I think it's more likely than not, but you you're right. We'll have to see. Yeah, I don't, I don't think there's going to be so much, and maybe the Jets probably feel different with this team all the time. Maybe they are like buying into the hype, but I don't think if the Jets can, if their defense performs what they did last year and they have even semi-competent quarterback play, they're mm-hmm. going to win four more games. Yeah. Uh, I mean, their offense last year, uh, post Brees Hall injury, was unwatchable. Uh, Zach Wilson, runner Jets. Go ahead. The Jets are like the Browns. Every time they make one major move, like, oh, that's the franchise turnaround right there. Oh, we got Aaron Rodgers. Like, oh, it's it's Super yeah, but Bowl you, now. You have to like, admit, <laughs> this is different because for the first time, it's not it, – it actually does feel like they were only one or two pieces away. Whereas before, it's like, okay, yeah, you went and did X. You drafted, you know, Zach Wilson number one, but your defense isn't there still, and you and you don't – you know, have skill position players. Now you can say right the second, I think that their offensive line is a question mark. And I think that's fair. That will probably determine whether or not they will actually go on a run, but they do have a defense and they do have skill position players. Sure. They have a defense, but on the defense too, like, I don't know, kind of give me a break on the defense. Like it's a good defense. Sure. But is this defense really going to shut down Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes in January? I I don't I don't see that happening at all. I think the people who talk Jets Super Bowl are absolutely crazy. I think they'll be a playoff team for sure, but I I see no way in which they get to the Super Bowl. There are just too many talented teams ahead of them in the AFC. I mean, I think that's one of the two problems they have of just how deep the AFC is right now. Yeah, I think that's the problem. I think that's the, you could make that argument for every prominent AFC team is how are they going to – I mean, 
like you said, once you get to the playoffs and get hot, anybody can. And with that many good teams in the AFC, uh, it, I think it's going to be a crapshoot. I, I mean, would we all be surprised if the Chiefs made it again? Probably not. Mm, but would you no, be no, no, any no. less to surprise if it were the Bills or the you know the Jets or the Chargers, right? Chargers. Um, or like any other, like, I, I would be a little bit surprised. Just kicking him while he's down. <laughs> I mean, let's not forget, someone has to win the AFC South, and Jags can be frisky. Oh, yeah, they, yeah. Does someone has to win the AFC South. Yes, someone has to win every year. I did this on our last podcast episode. The Jaguars don't have a defense, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't really. I don't. I don't really understand why. I mean, the, I mean, half the teams in the AFC don't have a defense. It's all offense. I mean, I would argue the Bills, the Chiefs, and you think the Chiefs have a legit defense? I think they have a. Okay I think defense. they have Spags, and they I have think a Spags very good gets defense. the defense no. playing. Spags playing something. Playing their best in December every single year. I have. Zero doubts in Chiefs defense. Actually, I, I think mm. with or you know they'll get the Chris Jones thing figured out at some point. He's, I think gonna, the Chiefs it, don't have to worry about defense most of the time. Chiefs have a very true. good defense because they have Mahomes on offense. Yeah, that, yeah, there you go. The best defense, <laughs> a good offense. <laughs> what else do you need exactly? I like the uh, the idea of what you said that Spags always gets his team ready to play in December. So I just like to picture him just doing absolutely shit all and then like picking up a book and end of November. And he's like, all right, time to get work here, fellas. Or the opposite. He's only been working on the playoffs the whole, the whole season. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, just sitting back. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, Brock, close us out here. All right. Well, what, what I, I feel like people are going to think I really hate the Falcons and I don't. You know, you asked me earlier which teams the Panthers fans say, and I try to answer honestly. So I don't, I don't personally have like a vendetta against the Falcons, but my hot take is about the Falcons, so it will seem like that. Um, I don't understand. Like, I know someone has to win the NFC South, right? And I think all the teams are bad. I don't, I don't think any team in the NFC South has a. Maybe the Saints have a slightly greater chance than everybody else to win the South, but like, I don't understand why a lot of people are so high on the Falcons, like. Desmond Ritter has done nothing yet. And there's no evidence that he will. We have to see it. So what are you going to do? We're, we're going to give Tyler Algiers and Bijan Robinson 50 touches. Yes. I would like to introduce the, no the novel concept of loading the box. That's all teams are going to do. They're just going to load the box and dare you to beat them through the air. And that's what they'll have to do. Like, I, I don't know how you can come up with an exotic a running scheme exotic enough that you can just win per purely on the run when the teams are when teams are expecting it. So I don't know. I I I don't think the Falcons are. I think they have a chance to win the division just because everybody else is so bad. But like I I don't think they're going to actually be good. You think we see Heineke? I think there's a chance of it. Yeah, for sure. And if Heineke plays, then then yeah, the the Falcons do have a chance to win that division because at least Heineke will push the ball and maybe Desmond Ritter turns out to be good. I don't know. I'm just saying we don't know. And having that big of a question mark at the most prominent position for a team. I mean, I, for a team like the Falcons, who the only thing you can really say is they have a really good running game. Like, I don't think their defense is special defense is special. So, I mean, how are they going to, how are they going to win? How are they going to win enough games to, to win the division? If they don't have something else going for them other than the running game. No, I, 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 I Oh, go ahead, Jake. He needs to step. 
Uh, I'm I just going to say Kyle Pitts needs to step up. Desmond Ritter, Kyle Pitts, that needs to work. Yeah, we've been waiting on that. Yeah, I, I mean, one of my well, my best friend, he's a Falcons fan. I have these arguments with him consistently. Uh, and I think he would even prescribe the fact that they're they're getting hyped up for absolutely no reason. The <laughs> running game is good. Cool. What else is good? Like, I mean, you have three good running backs on your team. Like you said, it, it, exactly, Brock, is that, uh, I mean, it, yeah, it, was Arthur Smith able to make it work? Arthur Smith? Arthur Smith? What the hell is that coach's name? Arthur Smith. Yeah, yeah you Arthur got Smith, it, right? You got it. What the hell is the owner's name? Arthur Blank. Got too many Arthur Arthurs. Yeah. On, <laughs> too many, too many Arthurs. Arthurs. I, was, I never made that connection. That That's good. God. One needs to go by Artie. But the yeah. uh, the, the yeah, he was able to run that same type of uh, offense in Tennessee, and it was successful, but they had to pivot somewhat. Plus, they had a quarterback that was capable. The Falcons, like you said, uh, Desmond Ritter is a huge question mark, and I tend to believe he's not that good, or else why would you keep Mariota in late into the season when they still had a chance to make the playoffs? I mean, they, they they know him better than even we see, and I, I didn't think there was anything to write home about. And yeah. then to, to just put this out here, because this is it drives me crazy, in his tenure, he's drafted Kyle Pitts, top 10, Drake London, top 10 or top 11, and now Bijan Robinson. So he's drafted three offensive weapons to in an offense where he's only going to run the ball. Like, how uh, culpable are you when this team begins to fail? Is it just going to be solely on him? Is he fired week eight because they're awful? Or are they just, oh, everybody likes him. Let's keep this team going. I think I think the Falcons will win enough games that Arthur Smith won't get fired. But listen, I know what exactly what it's like to have an all-world quarterback or uh, running back on a team that has no quarterback. I just yeah. spent the last several years with Christian McCaffrey, who is an all-world running back and can do amazing things. But you know what he can't do? He can't win you 10 games. Yeah. I love Christian McCaffrey. I wish he was still on my team. But... You can have the best running game in the world. That's not going to win you 10 games. You have to play defense. You have to pass the ball. And I'm okay. not convinced that the Falcons can do that. This is where I want to step in because they can absolutely play defense. I would say that's the thing. I agree with you. The offense, it could not work after a while. I get that. I think Desmond, I'm not a Desmond Ritter guy, but I think the facts are he improved every game he played in last year. So you could expect that again this year, maybe. I totally disagree. I think they might have the best defense in the division, to be honest with you. Well, they did. They totally remade it this offseason. Their their front seven is Calais Kanye, Campbell, David Onyemata, who was very good last year, Grady Jarrett, who has always been a great player. They bring in Bud Dupree, who was down in Tennessee, I know, but still a very solid player. And their secondary looks gangbusters. A.J. Terrell is one of the most underrated cornerbacks in the entire NFL. And they bought in Jeff Okuda, who can be a decent second cornerback. And you bring in maybe the best free safety in the league in Jesse Bates for third. You can cover up a lot of holes with this defense. I think it's the best defense they've had since the Dan Quinn era, without a doubt. And I think that's why people are excited about them. Because I do think they can win games by holding teams to under 24 points and running the ball and controlling the clock. I do think that is their formula to win. Do I think it'll be crazy? No, but I think their schedule is also absurdly easy. I think they're going to win nine to 10 games because they play an absurdly easy schedule and they have a solid running game and a really good defense. That's, that's why I'm high on the Falcons at least, but I, I think it's fair to say that the offense 
could get shut down. I just totally disagree that the defense is is some sort of problem because I think it's a strength. Yeah, I don't. You know, I'm not trying to say that I think the defense is a problem. I just didn't think they were special, but I could be wrong. Um, you know, I'm not as familiar with all the the pickups that that the Falcons made. You know, as, as you clearly are, but you know, we'll let's let's see. I, we'll I, th- I, mean, I don't, I think all of the NFC South teams have to play a very similar easy schedule. Whoever can put together something that looks like an offense is, is who will do the best in that division. The Saints are the team to beat in that division. I would agree I, with that. I, I'd agree with I that. Would, yeah. The Bucks are the worst team in that division. <laughs> yeah. The Bucks are, the Bucks are bad. The Bucks are bad. The other three, anyone could win. The Bucks will not win the division. No. Uh, okay. Great. Well, that was fun, guys. That could be the episode right there. But let's let's get into this week one one slate here a little bit. So I think the way I, I want to do this is this. We'll just go around the horn really quick and we can nominate some games. And if everyone nominates about one game kind of per tier and we do it twice, maybe two or three times, I think we'll get through it pretty quick. We can focus on obviously the the higher tier games. We can uh, we can focus more on. I will just start us out and and just uh, go with Lions Chiefs because it is the opener because it is the opener and purely because it's the opener. But for other reasons as well, I'm gonna say S tier to be honest with you guys. I'm really Many... looking for. I, I'm looking forward to this game. Here's my take, and then I'll, I'll let you guys talk a little bit. I think we could get a shootout tomorrow night. I really do. <laughs> I think I think the Detroit Lions have a very good offensive coordinator in Ben Johnson. I think we've seen Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff have a shootout before. Like think back to years ago in that fifty-fifty uh, game, uh, yeah, Monday Night City. Football game. Yeah, and you think about the talent Jared Goff had then. You know, Cooper Cup, he's got Amon Ra St. Brown right now. I think that the running game is very good. One thing I thought today is, what if I'm just wrong about a few things in the NFL? What if I'm wrong that David Montgomery is a middling running back? And what if the Detroit Lions just have a killer running game? Because they have an amazing offensive line, a first-round running back that's pretty highly hyped, and David Montgomery has a change-of-pace power back. That's all of a sudden pretty scary. I don't know about the Lions secondary. I, I still don't trust it. But I think we could get a really good game. And I, I think we could we could see a shootout. Am I crazy to be thinking that? I think Would it's gonna be a good game. Would you still say it's a shootout if Travis Kelsey and Cooper Cup don't play? Well, Cooper Cup's definitely not playing. Uh and Travis Tra- Kelsey's questionable. Travis Kelsey's injury is interesting. I, I've been classified as a Patrick Mahomes hater, but I'm really not. Uh, I mean, I think he's a very good quarterback. I still think they have some under, they have names that aren't popular, but I think Sky Moore could take a jump this year and be a, a, a big time wide receiver for them. People out of their camp really like this Justin Ross character. Uh, and I mean, Kadarius Tony, if he plays in this game and if he's healthy, Kadarius Tony is a very good player when he's on the field. So, yeah, I think they key, could definitely key phrase on the field, on yeah. the field. I'll, yeah, I'll just spoil it for you now. What's going to happen is 
they're going to win 35 to 14. And we're going to have to hear for two weeks. Oh, Patrick Mahomes is such a God. He carried this team. <laughs> he didn't have Travis Kelsey. He didn't have anybody. And he left it him all the while forgetting. That, yes. The Lions were a better team last year. They weren't a playoff team. Have they gotten better? Maybe. I don't know. But I don't think the Lions are at the point where they're able to just have this shootout with the Chiefs yet. Um, are they, they had a good offense. Yes. Uh, their defense wasn't very good. They had they added some pieces. But inevitably, that's what's going to happen. They're going to beat the uh, Lions decidedly. And for a week, we're just going to have to hear on repeat how Patrick Mahomes is. He's his own. He, he's the best. He, and everybody he, else sucks. Let's not forget just the sheer amount of preparation um, Andy Reid does leading up to week one. Mm-hmm. Like the Lions are going to see things that no no man under the sun have seen before in a football game uh, on that, that opening uh, kickoff. But I do think it's going to be a good game simply because Patrick Mahomes is playing in it. Like any, almost any game he's playing in is a good game. And even if the, I don't, I don't really think the Lions will lay down. I think they'll fight. I don't think it's going to be a shootout. Um, but, you know, I think it'll still be interesting in the third quarter. I, I agree with Joe. I think the I think the Chiefs are going to win, and we'll have to hear all that. And then Dan Campbell's going to give, like, this amazing team inspirational speech, and we'll have to hear about that too. Exactly. <clears throat> One thing that's very interesting that, that you guys make good points about, I saw this tweet earlier today, Patrick Mahomes' week one stats over the year. I don't know if you guys oh, saw yeah. this. But they're absolutely insane. 2018, 256 yards, four touchdowns, no picks. 2019, 378 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 2020, 211 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 2021, 337 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. 2022, 360 yards, five touchdowns, no picks. We haven't seen it since. But this kind of gives me part of this. I, I do think the Lions offense is better than you guys are giving it credit for. But part of I me gave them a little of, bit of credit. But okay. <laughs> I said they'd still be kicking in the third quarter. Well, let it be shown. Thank you, Brock. I, I, I do I do appreciate the backup. But I do think we could get a Peyton Manning Ravens opening night type deal from Patrick Mahomes where he's challenging for seven touchdowns. Like I don't think that I don't think I trust the Lions corners at all. I don't I'm with you overall, uh, Joe, by the way. I, I don't think they're gonna win the division. I still think that it's the Packers division to lose. Their cornerbacks are mm. guys that I just I don't I don't I don't trust. They're you know Cam Sutton and and Jerry Jacobs. I don't know who Jerry Jacobs is. I'm a cat. I'm too. I'm not that much of a sicko. Uh, but yeah, man, I I'm with you. But I think we'll hear a ton about. Oh, look how great Patrick Mahomes is. Like, and I'm with you. I have Mahomes fatigue. Like I, I like uh, they can win one more Super Bowl, but after that, I'm back to like. My full on like junior high, I'm junior high. Eric's rooting for Tom Brady to get his ACL torn every game because I, I'm about that point with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. I, I'm t- I'm kind especially playing in the same division. Like I, yeah, I mean t- that's the I, AFC bias talking. Y'all are just tired of these dominant AFC quarterbacks. Yeah, 
yeah. Uh, <laughs> I won't say that, like, I okay, obviously Chargers fan. Uh, I don't hate Mahomes <laughs> in any way. I appreciate him as a quarterback. I oh, hate no, he's a fantastic player. Speak about how, oh, like, I mean, uh, Eric, you and I have talked about it briefly, but it, to put him in this level, like he's a god amongst men, and he's just, he's, he's just lying the quarterback, is just an absurd take. Uh, he's just as good as all the other five. He has a very talented head coach, and he plays a different brand of football, and it works out. I mean, but he is not like this. He, once he's played football, nobody, you may as well just quit playing quarterback because you'll never reach his tier. Uh, it's just absurd. All right, Jake. I think we we'll take it. <laughs> he thinks the Lions will take it. I'm Jared Goff hasn't Chelsea enjoyed numbers. this this kind of faith since his rookie year. Jake, what where where are we going next? What 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 game? Okay. What tier? What where where are you thinking? Okay, well you you took my S tier, so I'll move down to an A tier. Um, I have a Dolphins Charger. Hmm. Hell of a pick. <laughs> can't pick Dallas. Favoritism. I, I, I really like this Dolphins-Chargers game. I think the Chargers are going to be exciting. Um, <clears throat> I, I think the Dolphins are just as exciting. I think you wanted a blowout when you were talking about that Chiefs-Lions game. I don't think you're going to get it there because uh, of Kelsey. That, that's my hot take on that one. But I do think you're going to get it with Dolphins and Chargers. I think that's where your blowout's going to be. Who's blowing out who? Um, I think Chargers will go up by 40 and then lose. Interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I think what I'm interested to see in that game is I think we'll figure out pretty quick if this Chargers team is different than any other Chargers team, especially defensively, because if they play the way they've played defensively over the past few years against a Mike McDaniels uh, Dolphins offense, they're going to get absolutely gashed on the ground. And I, I I like picking quarterback battles and picking the better quarterback, but I don't know, Joe. D- couldn't you see a, a scenario where the Dolphins come out and just absolutely pound the rock and have something absurd like 250 to 300 rushing yards against this Chargers defense that doesn't really have – an answer for stopping the run ever it seems well uh and i want you guys if you guys want to notate this this is my hopeful optimism before anything's put on tape um uh, the defensive line were as healthy as we've ever been uh everybody that we signed last year essentially austin johnson sebastian joseph day everybody along the defensive line we helped to uh, like garner let's let's bolster the defensive line to prevent the run is finally back healthy um, we've got all of our corners back, JC Jackson, Mike Davis, uh, uh, Asante Samuel. So with that, when we can play that type, we can put Derwin in the box. I think uh, our run game should improve, should being the operative word. <clears throat> uh, that, that, I mean, it, it has to improve. It was the worst it could have ever been last year. But going into this game, Mike uh, McDaniels, I don't know if you guys watched that presser, took a little jab at Brandon Staley. Uh, making it like a wink, wink. His plan last year is what like put two on his feet uh, or on his, I don't know. yeah. Anyway, uh, but nonetheless, I think they the Chargers come into this game. I think they're gonna the offense will be fine. The defense, you're right, uh, Eric, in that it's gonna be a, a, a huge test to see what defense they're gonna be. But also being said, 
Mike McDaniel is going to come in with a game plan. I think this game means more than we are letting it on after the Chargers embarrassed them last year, but also the Chargers because of the Tua Herbert bullshit that goes back and forth. I think it means a lot to the Chargers too. So I don't think blowout. I think uh, probably a little bit closer to the game. I had to guess 14-28 Chargers. Mm. Are are we not worried about the elephant in the room, which is the wide receiver core for the Miami uh, team? (laughs) Well, I don't know. We shut him down pretty well last year. Uh, just okay. putting bump and run coverage, it, it just press him at the line. Mike Davis, who came in after that, like he was a starter after that, after J.C. Jackson tore, tore out his knee. But uh, he's very physical at the line of scrimmage. And Asante is maybe the best slot corner, at least in the AFC. Um, I think I'm not. Whoa, I mean, don't... Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on really quick. I'd like you to tell me more about that because I feel like Asante Samuels – Junior, like, what widely is panned as being not a great cornerback. Wow. Yeah, I mean, he's an awful tackler. That's why we've been trying <laughs> to get him out. That's why we had Bryce Callahan. Awful tackler. <laughs> but in terms of coverage, I mean, uh, it just even in that Jack, Jaguars game last year in the playoffs, he had three picks in that game. Uh, he's, he's He plays ball just exactly like his dad. He's either going to get burnt or he's going to get a pick. Uh, that's just – he doesn't break, break up a lot of balls. He's uh, he's very much that way. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Again, 14, maybe I'm aging myself. Does anybody remember 14. Asante Samuel Sr.? Okay, all right. I don't. Uh, on the Eagles? <laughs> the Eagles or the Patriots, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm just the old man in the room talking about. <laughs> Jake, what, what do you think are realistic expectations for Justin Herbert this year? Oh, so... I've seen Justin Herbert lose to Dallas in their stadium. That was pretty good. Um, I think he's the Josh Allen. I, I, I think they're very similar. They're both big guys. They both can run if they need to, and they both got huge arms. I, I feel bad for Herbert because I feel like Keenan Allen is down every other week. <laughs> I, I play against people in fantasy, and they draft Keenan Allen. I'm like, why? Just draft Mike Williams. He's the number one. Uh, I... I don't see Herbert ever winning a Super Bowl. Not because he's bad, just I don't know. Herbert, the name's weird. It's not going to win it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, uh, I, I guess that's solid reasoning. I I will say I will I will ask you this, Joe. How do you feel about the wide receiving depth this year? I know they they did address that in the draft a little bit. Is there anyone that's maybe not on like? the base NFL fans radar that you think could emerge from this wide receiving room? Because Jake is right at this point. At this point, you can assume that Mike Williams and Keenan Allen, both of them will miss at least some time during the season because they're, they're just not very healthy players. Well, you know, the Keenan Allen hurt thing is kind of a a weird narrative because yeah, he did miss time last year, but for like a four or five year span, he missed three games. He was like reliable. Uh, and it was in the time that you missed that before was when he tore his like spleen. Um, in and terms Mike of injuries, has that, yeah. Mike, Mike but, Dub gets injured yeah. often because he, he plays a weird brand, he tries to get every ball, he lands awkwardly. Going uh, back to college, he had he had that <clears throat> back, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, that, I think that's just the, the brand he plays. Uh, Josh Palmer, the obvious number three in there, he's kind of like a jack of all traits. I think he's gonna be good, he's good to fit in. He's the number three, Quint Johnson's four right now. Uh, everything I've read from like Daniel Poplar and the athletic, he's a uh, mixed bag in camp. He's fast. Obviously he's got a very high top speed. 
his it's drops and his route tree, which is to be expected. You know, he's a high first round draft pick who's had just a really high top speed anyway. Um, I think what you name that maybe you need to watch out for, he's on IR right now, but I think when Jalen Guyton comes back from a knee injury from last year, he's going to be the over the top guy until Quentin Johnson develops. So if what they say and everything is true, where they're going to go deep uh, all the time, Jalen Guyton's going to be the guy. Yeah. I'm looking at Keenan Allen and he's played a full season four times out of about 10. Yeah. He's, he misses like and a last year, year was. Yeah, uh, it, it, it's very interesting. I, I, I this obviously a good pick for a Brock. Where, where are we going next? All right, I'm putting this in the S tier. I don't know why this game wasn't the Sunday night football game, or at least <laughs> one of the other prime games, uh, primetime games. I'm going uh, Niners at Steelers. Oh. I think this <laughs> has the potential to be the game of the week. Um, <laughs> they're both in similar <laughs> positions. They both have a young quarterback coming off a strong year. Uh, they both have a defense with a star pass rusher, and they both have compelling skill position players. Um, everybody, I mean, I've always enjoyed watching the Christian McCaffrey show, and in Kyle Shanahan's offense, he's just a, a hit, an already all-world running back is is in the best situation he can be in. Um, George Pickens is is much watched TV, in my opinion. And I think the chemistry he and uh, Kenny Pickett built la- at the end of last year is going to translate this year. And I'm interested to see if Brock Purdy is is really what he was at the end of last year, you know, and coming back from the in- injury. So if everyone's healthy, I think this is going to be a really good game. I think I don't really know who's going to win um, just because of the, all the potential. It, it could be a defensive game. It could be an offensive game. It just really depends. So I'm I'm excited to see what happens. Yeah, I have this game in uh, my S tier too. I think it's going to be, I don't know about necessarily game of the week. I think there's going to be a couple like contenders, but I think you're 100% right. Two young quarterbacks against each other, second year quarterbacks, different expectations. I think the 49ers view themselves as a Super Bowl team. I don't know if the and Steelers the NFC, quite, 100%. Yeah, yeah, I don't know if the Steelers quite view themselves that way, but they still have a really good defense. Um, you, you're right, George Pickens. Uh, I, think they, I think that the offense is going to be better than what people are anticipating. I don't know what's going to happen at the running back um, that probably the two best pass rushers in the game against each other. Uh, I think it's going to be a very fun game. I, I, I yeah. agree with you. I think it should have been something football for sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah I, I, I honestly I know cannot... we always just give the NFC East the primetime game every week, but come on, how is this yeah. not yeah, I, football? You guys make a fair point, especially because you know, the NFL, the NFL is so addicted to brands like, how did this not get into Sunday Night Football? Yeah. The fact, I mean, these the are Niners two, brand the, versus the Steelers yeah, brand. They, like, they, these are legit brands. Yeah, like it's not like we're asking for, um, I don't know. It's not like we're asking for Tennessee against, um, you know, some other small market team that I can't think of right now. The Panthers will throw them in there, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> it's not like we're this, asking for that. Those are not compelling teams, but <laughs> it's in your C tier. It's How? in my seat here because I feel like you could talk about this game for an hour and 58 of those minutes would be the Niners and two minutes of those would be no. the Steelers. <laughs> I, think, I think the Steelers I think the Steelers are going to surprise some people. I mean, yeah, Brock you, Purdy, are... CMC, Debo, George Kittle, Kyle Juszczyk, I mean, Nick Bosa, Fred Warner. <laughs> oh, yeah, the Steelers are going to be there too. 
Man, I mean, yeah, I, it, 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 when you go for marquee names, they've got, definitely got more. But I think uh, the Steelers, winner, they're never a bad team. They're competitive almost always. Um, I think and, if we're if we're going tit for tat, Kenny Pickett, Brock Purdy, I think Pickett's a, a better quarterback right now. Uh, Purdy has a better wow, offensive. Okay. I think Purdy has a better offensive minded coach. Uh, but mm-hmm. in terms of who are you like? I don't know. If I were building a team from uh, day one and you had to draft the quarterback, I'm drafting Kenny Pickett over Brock Purdy. I think it's a wash between the two of them, but but I see your point. And in terms of like, you know, number of names, the Niners definitely have more than almost anyone else in, in the National Football League. So it's like, what are you going to do? But the Steelers have a fair amount of their own, more than more than a lot of teams that y- you would think in their tier would have, right? Mm-hmm. They have the I- makings of every... <laughs> They have them. They have they have stars on defense. They have stars on offense. Not every team has that. I, I want you to realize though that you just compared a round one pick to Mister Irrelevant, and like it could be an argument. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how impressive Brock Purdy was last year. At the end, yeah, before he got hurt. But and that's why I think this is going to be compelling because like interested to see how both quarterbacks build off of how they ended last year. That's true. I could see that. It's the unknown factor. And they have to go against the the probably the top two pass rushers. In, in I'll move it up to B tier. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, this one's divisive. So I'd actually, if you guys want to pick them, I'd like to hear what everybody's thoughts on this game. Who do you think is going to win? What's the score? Oh, hmm. I'm very think, hot. Go ahead. go ahead, Brock. I think the Niners win. Um, I just, I don't think you can compete fully like even if even if even if the Steelers defense are uh, is as good as they were last year you have to stop Debo and Christian McCaffrey I don't see how you do both so I think this I think the Niners win like 28 to 21 or something like that I personally I'd like to let the panel know here I'm very high on the Steelers. The way that you guys talk about the Jets is how I feel about the Steelers. I, I like I know that Kenny Pickett has not proved anything yet, but I think even if he's slightly above average, this is the fourth team in the AFC, which is a big theme that we've kind of been talking about on the podcast this year. Obviously, you had the three with Kansas City, mm. uh, Cincinnati, and Buffalo, but I think this probably is the most likely AFC team to emerge as the fourth AFC superpower. Mike Tomlin is a great coach. It is a great defense with an improved secondary. I don't know. I'm very high on the Steelers. Let me take, I I need to pull this back up. It is in Pittsburgh. Home field advantage matters in the NFL. I can totally see the Niners winning. I want to put that out there. But I think this kind of gets to be an early season defensive-ish slugfest, and the Sealers win on a late field goal, and it's like 24-21 or something like that. I'm never good with the scores. But I I think the Steelers win this game, and it's a coming out party. And for the next week, we hear, oh, are the Steelers back? Because I think, yes, the, the Steelers are back. I think they are a, a very good team that should be feared because they have a lot of offensive pieces and a great defense and a great head coach. 
I think, right. I mean, I think they're going to be good, but I don't <laughs> think they're going to be the fourth superpower in the AFC. <laughs> I think they'll get in, they'll think they'll get in the playoffs, but I don't think they're winning their, I don't even think they're winning their own division. Oh, I, I don't I, know. I, I just would, I, I wouldn't pick, I did not pick them to win the division, but if they won the AFC North, I wouldn't be shocked at all. I just no, wouldn't I be. Think, I think I they know. could, but I don't think they will. I think the Niners win it like 38-14, and it's not a story of are the Steelers <laughs> back. It's the story of the Niners are still here. Yeah. I think Tomlin gets cold feet after week like six, and we see Mason Rudolph or Mitch Trubisky. Wow, so you're really down on Kenny Pickett, huh? Yeah, no. no, no. I think I think we see Mason Rudolph. I think Tomlin's gonna he's gonna freak out. Okay. I think they go like three and seven or something. Start switching it up. I don't right. see that happening. Man hasn't had a losing season like ever. And, and as soon as he does, hopefully it's this year. Okay. <laughs> I'm sensing some ire directed at Pittsburgh. <laughs> who, oh, Dallas who, has enemies with everybody. Who hasn't? Sorry, guys, I, I've I've lost track of who's gone. Who hasn't uh, pitched us a gone. game yet? I don't know. Joe, has Joe. That's right. go yes. ahead. <clears throat> well, uh, this is my last S tier game, and it, it might get uh, uh, some booze maybe across the thing. But I think Bears Packers. Uh, I think oh, going into okay, <laughs> yeah, I think this game's sneaky uh, fun. Uh, Packers, you, you don't know what Jordan Love. Everybody's like, it's a huge question mark. What's the new era going to be in Green Bay? Uh, I think there's a lot of eyes on Chicago. Uh, what are they going to come out with? DJ Moore should bolster that offense. Is Justin Fields going to be the guy? I think, uh, and I, and honestly, Bears-Packers games are always fun, uh, even though the Packers have just decimated them for the better part of forever. Um, I think uh, I, I think there's a lot riding on those games for both fan bases. For a week one division matchup against two teams that hate each other, I'll always watch. I had this in my A tier for a lot of the same reasons that you you did. I think both QBs have ha- are are like you said carrying a lot of each of their fan base's hopes with them, and they both have an equal amount of question marks around them. We don't know what love is, not really. Justin Fields needs to transition from being just a compelling runner who sometimes throws to actually throwing to his his skill position players, and he, like you said, DJ Moore is is capable of being a true number one. And in, he has that now. And, and Darnell Mooney's not, not a bad wide receiver either. So we'll see if he takes that next step. Um, so you're right. This is a compelling game. I didn't have an S tier because I kind of think it's going to be a bad, not a bad game, but I don't think, I think it'll be a slug fest and not necessarily in a fun way. Um, so that's why I had an A tier, but I, I agree it's compelling. I would have agreed it's compelling, but I don't know if you guys saw the reports today, but Christian Watson and Romeo Dubs just are like, they're not practicing. Both have... Oh, that's hamstring, not good. Ha, both have hamstring issues, and their status for Sunday is very much in doubt. Let me just read you. Uh, I had to pull up a tweet because, again, I'm not that much of a sicko. I, I am a sick. You guys, I hope you guys know, I am a sicko. Uh, you'll you'll see with some of my next game picks too. Like I I, I just I have a tendency to like the weird bad games. Uh, but Jaden Reed, Samori Tori, Malik Heath. Those would be the the Packers wide receivers. That's a that's a rough that's start for good. Jordan Love. That and, is not and, good, and that's that's like a recipe for if the Bears are even semi competent on offense. A, a Bears 
a pretty easy Bears win. So that's why I just stay away from this game as a whole. I, I don't think the Packers are going to be healthy. Still compelling, though, I think. Yeah. Even if it's even if it's not necessarily a great game, I think seeing how Jordan Love plays even in a bad situation is going to fuel a lot of the talk come Monday. I totally agree. All right, I I'll, I'll take a a B tier game for me, and I would argue it's A tier, but I I, I don't I don't want to get into into the weeds. And I, I, again, guys, this is where the sicko in me comes out. I just want to watch Texans Ravens so bad. I mean, I mean, th- this is two very like three every time a position groups on the field it's super interesting what is this texans defense going to look like are they going to play like the 49ers defense has oh my god help me out guys who's their new coach D'Amico uh, Ryans D'Amico Ryans is the D'Amico Ryans effect that quick how good is the Houston Texans defense going to be because they do have talented young players in Derek Stingley and Will Anderson on the field and then on the other side, you have Todd Monken's offense. What does this look like? Lamar Jackson has the best receiving core he has ever had in his entire career. It might be a pass-first offense. I am a huge fan of when Lamar Jackson throws the ball because I think he's one of the most underrated passers in the entire league. And then on the other side, you've got C.J. Stroud's first game and the Texans, who are just a bunch of really high upside unknowns on the offense. Would they bring in Dalton Schultz? You know, Damian Pierce is there. What does the offense look like? I'm, I'm just super interested in this game. I I think every, every part of it's intriguing and uh, I'm excited to fire it up on NFL plus once, uh, once the week's over. I think there's, uh, there's reasons to watch that game. I had this in the D tier, by the way. I think there's obviously reasons to watch. <laughs> yeah, this I told game. you, I, I'm a sicko. No, yeah, hey, we we all have our things. There's reasons to watch this game, and you you hit on all of them. I don't think uh, D'Amico Ryan's defense is going to immediately translate. The defense was built completely in a different scheme. Um, it'll be nice to watch C.J. Stroud. I love Damian Pierce. I think he's a total badass when it comes to runners, like that old school, uh, like and I know he's like wildly hated now, but Leonard Fournette, those first two years in Jacksonville were fun to watch. Um, I think he's that style of runner, uh, but nonetheless, the Ravens, it's a Harbaugh coach team. They're a good, they're, they're a good team across the board. Yeah. They have new offensive pieces. They're going to manhandle the Texans. It's not going to be worth anything watching. Uh, I do differ a little bit from you in that like uh, I, I do like Lamar, him as a passer, I think he's got a weird release. It's very slow. Uh, he does have the best wide receiver core that he's ever had, but I don't anticipate them lighting up the scoreboard, him throwing 400 plus yards. He can run. They're going to rely on it. I think that's what it's going to end up being. Yeah. I think the only reason to watch this game is because you want to see what CJ Stroud looks like and you want to see what the new Ravens offense looks like, but like you can watch the first quarter and be done with it. So, <laughs> yeah, I agree. I have this, I have this game in my B tier and I am really excited to see the Texans, especially with Dalton Schultz. Uh, I wish uh, Dallas would have hung on to him. I think he's going to be a really good safety blanket for C.J. Stroud. I think the running game is going to dominate both teams. And uh, I don't – the wide receiver core on the Ravens, it it looks good. 
are we just automatically assuming Odell Beckham is Odell Beckham? It's a fair question. <laughs> yeah, it is a fair question. He's a good jump ball but guy. He's got to be better than better because he's not fast anymore. I'm yeah, not sure. He's <laughs> got to be better than who they had last year. I think Zay Flowers is going to be more of a statement in that offense. Yeah, OBJ. OBJ's game. I, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think Flowers. Zay Flowers is going to be fun to watch. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, I think of, of wide receivers, he's my favorite there. All right, uh, Brock, why don't you give us a game? All right, this is D tier, but I think it's one of those games that is so bad, it's good. I want to see how truly awful the Cardinals are. Okay, here we go. I, oh, I, I think I don't think we have seen a team this bad in a long time. Um, so I just want to see it. And then also, you know, the commanders, Ron Rivera has to seriously overachieve to 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 you know uh, stay there. And he's done this. He's been through this once before. Ownership changes. He's coaching for one for at least a year. Same thing happened to him with the Panthers. And in that year, he was full riverboat run. I think we're going to get the full riverboat run experience again this year. He's going to be doing a lot of crazy stuff, or at least crazy for him. Um, so I think the, com- the commanders could be interesting in general. Um, not just in this game, but I think the mat- the, the potential clash of, you know, Rivera, you know, trying to, you know, overachieve and just how truly bad the Cardinals are going to be. I think it's going to be one of those so bad. It's good. Uh, matchups. Run, run Rivera. Didn't even know Sam Howell existed. Yeah. It's like, it's like, who's that guy? That guy's on a roster. I'm not convinced Sam Howell is a real quarterback yet, but interested to find out. So, uh, I don't know if any of you guys are betting, man. I know I, for one, am. Uh, you're hammering Commanders minus seven, I assume. <laughs> they're they're not favored, but they are favored. Commi- <laughs> but it's only it's only a touchdown. Yeah, I would hammer. Easy. I would hammer yeah. that. <clears throat> I am not a betting man. I don't know. I don't know which way. When you say minus seven, I'm not sure if that means they're favored or not favored. Um, but if they are favored, only by a touchdown. I'm trying to think of one name I know on the Cardinals team. Josh Josh Dobbs. You're, you're right, Josh Dobbs. I do know that <laughs> name. They just traded for him. I just I don't know how. I just don't know. I think Rondell yeah. Moore. Oh, there we go. Got another. They guy. got Hollywood Brown, but he's questionable. Zach Hollywood Brown's on that team. James Conner yeah. still. James Conner is still on that offense. James, James Conner is still there. I think. I think you. I think they could at least beat them by a touchdown and a field goal. Okay. They missed well, the extra point, eight. so it's only nine. <laughs> Terry, well, uh, there's a, Terry McLaurin still plays for the, the commanders. I mean, he's going to get his. He always gets his. Yeah, I, I think the commanders are infinitely better. I, I think it's, uh, oh, I don't know, uh, completely disrespectful if they're only ahead by, if they have him by seven. That's ridiculous. <laughs> the, the, the Cardinals are going to be truly off. I think he said, I, we haven't seen this level of tanking um, in a long time and, and not just tanking. And I don't know if you guys feel about it, but I think Jonathan Cannon, is, he's just weird, man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know about his coaching style, but you see those, did you see that hype video that they put out where he's actively no. like, how'd you drive here? Is there a fire in your gut? Like the transition? Oh, oh dude, it, he is. Oh man. He's the weird, oh, he might yeah. be the I saw that was, that was cringy. 
explosives yeah. pew pew yeah and then the weird jets thing. yeah dude that's not that? good that's not yeah, good yeah. yeah he's he gives me big time like one and dumb vibes this oh, is 100%. the same this is the same move the texans did they hired somebody to tank and then they fired that person it, on this game well not it's adjacent to this game with cards do you think they tank for caleb williams or do, they, or do you think they're tethered and they like what they have because Oh no, they're definitely. Well, I guess it depends who's making the decisions. Are they going to keep the GM? No, it's a totally new. It's a totally new regime. It's time a, is no a, longer bad. Oh, that's yeah, right. Kime's not there out. anymore. Yeah, Kime's Kime's gone. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, I, that I was. You... I know you guys aren't super plugged into the college game, but that was the big report here today that Caleb Williams' father came out. And basically said there's a chance he could return to college if he doesn't like the organization <laughs> that has the number one overall pick. Eli Manning him. move. Yeah, yeah. I, I, but he could. You don't want to go could, into that situation. I think he could pull. He's the one rare case where he could pull an Eli or an Elway, and and and. Well, and, let's and, let's and just refuse. If we all put on our GM hats, whatever, right now, what would you give up for Kyler Murray right now? Would you give up a first, multiple? Is he on the pup? List? He's on he pub still. He's, he's coming back from the knee shit. But I mean, what I Which, mean, I think he's at least he's a starting NFL quarterback that can be a top ten quarterback. He is at le- worth at least. How much one do I? How much day. do I trust whoever's running my offense? That would be my first question. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't give up anything for him. I yeah, think if I, I if I had Jake. a. I think if I had a really good offensive coordinator that I felt really good about the, how the scheme matches up with Kyler, I'd give up. A first round and maybe a little bit more for Kyler. Does it, see? Here's my problem. I do think Kyler is a capable quarterback with very high upside, and maybe yeah. we just haven't seen him with the right offensive mind. But to me, the Kyler Murray offense is run around until somebody gets open and then throw it. Well, that's also because he was with known fraud and one of the worst offensive coaches of all time in Cliff Kingsbury for a majority <laughs> of his career. Yeah, I think. So, I think. I mean, yeah, Cliff I think King- if you have the right offensive scheme. You feel that you can. There's a lot that Kyler Murray can do. So also, are we saying consensual first, multiple firsts? If you're a GM, I would do young, a first. You got a big contract. Third. I would do a. I would. I would be willing to give up a first and maybe like a third or something like that. First conditional, third coming and back. And then maybe maybe negotiate some of the contracts. Uh, contracts. You know who exactly is paying how much of the contract? Yeah. What about you, Eric? You I don't know, man. Joe, you forgot one very important aspect of the Kyler Murray offense, which is tunnel screens to nowhere. That uh, that that's a bit that's a bit that's a big thing. I mean, that, that is that, a crucial yeah. crucial part. A cru- crucial part of, of the Kyler Murray offense as well. All right, well, we we talked about the Cardinals. I guess I didn't want to do that, uh, but uh, but happy but, to be of service. But where are they playing? But, but here we are. <laughs> um. All right, Jake, where are we going next? Only a few games oh, left. Uh, yeah, so I had another D tier uh, game. It's Raiders Broncos. <laughs> uh, thank you. I had that as an A tier. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. Interesting. We're all backwards. It. Yeah, I think personally, I put Broncos Raiders in B tier. Just because I think it is interesting, the you know what does Vishon Payton offense look like with Russell Wilson? Is Russell Wilson really that cooked? Um, let me just uh, break it down for you guys how how this podcast goes. 
Um, all, almost every year I get sucked into Broncos hype and think they're a playoff team about this time of year. Every That's single right. year I get, That's uh, right. I, 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 uh, I get ultra embarrassed in about week two. Then I get very angry, do a Broncos emergency podcast in week four. And then by week five, I do a Broncos postmortem. And then we never talk about them again. That is typically <laughs> how the Broncos season goes. I would say I am. Uh, I tend to find Broncos fans on Twitter to be unbearably optimistic at points. I don't know if if Joe within the division has noticed this, but it seems like every year, no matter who they are, they somehow talk themselves into thinking they are a team that matter when almost all the time they do not matter. I am not that way. I, uh, I hate myself. Uh, you know, I am not a fan of the Broncos or, or really anything they do. And yet I watch every week because I was born into it and I'm, I'm not going to uh, abandon for franchise. I will say personally, I feel okay about this game. It is going to be just objectively hilarious when Jimmy G breaks his foot in this game. It's going to be very funny uh, because the Raiders will then suck. It will not be as funny when they suck bad enough to get Caleb Williams uh, next offseason. And then I, I have to play in a division with Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, and Caleb Williams <laughs> with Russell Wilson as my quarterback. That will not be as fun. Uh, but uh, the most likely outcome here, let me just spoil this for you guys, for, for those of you who have not watched for Broncos, is uh, the Broncos will lose at home to the Raiders in week one, and uh, it will be semi-embarrassing and probably heartbreaking and last second. Uh, they will also probably go seven and nine this year, not good enough to even challenge remotely for the playoffs, but also not bad enough to really get a good draft pick to select a quarterback that could change the franchise. That is typically how Broncos seasons go. See, I don't think the Raiders are going to be bad because of Jimmy G. I think they're going to be bad because of um, their head coach, whose name is currently escaping me. Josh McDaniels. Thank you, Josh McDaniels. I'm not confident he can paddle the canoe necessarily. Um, we, we'll see. I could be wrong. But I, I don't know if, if the Raiders are going to make much of any impact. Uh, and I, I don't think it's because Jimmy G will play bad. I think he'll play fine. I mean, he's proven he can play when he's healthy, his only problem really has been like, when I say he can play, I mean, he's an average starting quarterback. He can, he can get the ball down the field. He can complete passes, all those things. He's just been hurt. So as long as he stays healthy, which, you know, he's a shot to do, everybody has one. Um, you know, I'm sure he'll play just fine, but I, I don't think, I don't know who the brain trust is that you're saying they're definitely going to lead the Raiders out of the Merc that they've been in. Um, and I don't think McDaniels is, is the one to do it. Um, but I don't know. I, I kind of buy that Russell Wilson is 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 at least going to be better than last year. I think he. I think one of the best motivations for somebody, um, like you know the way he kind of carries himself and pro projects himself is just how embarrassing last year was for him personally. And he's not going to want to repeat of that. He's got to go right back out there and and you know do it all again. No, I think I and definitely like you know no matter what my feelings are about the Saints, Sean Payton is a good coach. So. That defense was world class last year. It may not quite be the same because they have they have a new DC, but the talent is still there. Um, 
you know, arguably Jerry Judy and um, shoot, who's the other wide receiver? Corlin Sutton. Corlin Sutton. Yeah, those are both good wide receivers. Russell Wilson's just got to be better than he was last year, which is very doable. I, I think the Broncos have a chance to be better. Now, See, I, I don't is... think I don't think they're going to be challenging for their division. The division is too good, but uh, there's no way to me they're as bad as they were last year. I think the oh, go ahead, Eric. You had a no, I mean it's it's just classic uh, media, uh, national media thinking with for Broncos wide receiving core. The truth is, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton are big names, but Cortland Sutton has not had a good year since like 2019, and Jerry Judy has never proven that he's a I mean, top who, ten. Who's NFL been throwing wide the ball? Receiver. I get that, but Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson was ridiculously bad last year, like the worst quarterback starting in the nfl yeah i do not think i do not think a change of coach is going to change that drastically and even if he's only the fifth worst quarterback in the nfl he's still not going to be very good and he's still going to be russell wilson and hold the ball too long and take sacks because the broncos offensive line constantly sucks and not be able to throw over the middle of the field and occasionally throw a dumb pick because that's just something he's added to his repertoire recently. Russell Wilson is not a good player. Please do not get fooled by Sean Payton thinking <laughs> that, that, that that he will fix him. Sean Payton can give all the cutesy quotes all he likes, but there is a better than non-zero chance that by week six, Jared Stidham is the starter for this team. Russell How Wilson, deep do you think they're going to the playoffs? What? How deep do you think they make the playoffs? Oh, I, I mean, they're definitely going <laughs> to the first AFC round, championship. Round. Uh, definitely going to the AFC championship. <laughs> game, but, uh, yeah, but no, I, I no, I, I'm very low on the Broncos this year, and I, I'm, I'm very low on anyone who thinks Russell Wilson's going to have some kind of spectacular back. Uh, spectacular, you, no, spe- he's got to be spe- better spe- than last year. I think spectacular bounce back. I, I, I just don't think it'll. Uh, it, I just don't think it'll it'll be there. And I think even if he's slightly better, I don't think they're a good enough team for that to 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 matter. I don't know. I uh and don't get me wrong, I dislike the Broncos greatly, but uh the and I don't like Russell Wilson. Sean Payton is a con like he's a formidable head coach. He knows how to game plan. Are they gonna be better than last year? hundred percent. Are they gonna yeah. compete? Probably not. Uh I do think the Raiders uh are gonna be better than they were last year, maybe not on defense. They did add some pieces. We'll see how that ends up. Uh, but I think some of the problem, at least through what you hear through the media and like Vic Taffer and those guys, uh, the beat reporters, is that uh, the, the Josh McDaniels and Carr were buttonheads all season because Carr wanted more uh, ability to change things at the line. And Carr, he wanted, or excuse me, McDaniels, uh, he wants basically a jug machine. I'm going to drop the play. I want you to throw the ball where I throw the ball. Who's going to be available? Who's going to be open? I don't want you reading it. I don't want you adjusting it or anything like that. And I think Jimmy G and Aiden O'Connell, who probably will take over when Jimmy G breaks something that he won't come back from. I don't, don't, don't mishear me. I'm not saying that the Raiders are going to be in playoff contention, but I do think they're going to be better than they were last year. hundred percent. And, and, and I feel like this is, he doesn't get enough talk. Max Crosby is if he's not he's not in the top two pass rushers he's number three. I think Max Crosby is a total beast, and he doesn't get the love because he plays in the black and silver. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I just I just don't trust Brian O'Hara. 
Sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Jake. Who has more starts, Brian Hoyer or Aiden O'Connell? And is it over or under six? Wait, Brian Hoyer is currently on a team. Yeah, he's, he's a second string. Second string with a uh, yeah. I think they brought him in uh, because of obviously he's he's been under uh, Josh McDaniels, and it, it's always good to have a veteran. Uh, there's like no way. Push it. There's no way. Gotta be forty plus year old Brian Hoyer starts the game yeah. this year. I, there's, I can't I imagine. You, I think you misunderstand. I think you underestimate how bad of a coach no, Def- Daniels is and how definitely Aiden O'Connell will be will start a game over Brian Hoyer. <laughs> yeah, Aiden O'Connell Brian Hoyer even do us uh do do a quarter do a drop. <laughs> Can he even at like NFL speed? Yeah, it, 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 Brian Hoyer wasn't good when he was twenty five. I can't imagine him being good when he's seventy seven. He's he's uh, he's 37 apparently. God, that's you know that, that right, makes me well, so old because I'm that, joking. That, how old he is, and I'm 37. That, uh, <laughs> all right, I take it back. He's not 40, so maybe he can start a game. But I would hope you would want to see Aiden O'Connell over Brian Hoyer. Yeah, no, I just want to see what Hoyer can do. <laughs> no, we already have seen that movie. Chance. We've already seen that. Movie. He's got to be the second oldest behind Rogers. He, he has to be. Um. Oh, they cut Colt McCoy. So yeah, I guess so. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. All right. This has gotten longer, uh, but it makes sense. It's it's only week one. I do want to hit some more games. Rapid fire here. So I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick two here. Rapid fire and 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 uh, and and throw throw them to random people, and you just tell me where they tear and maybe a thought. Uh. Eagles, Patriots, Jake. I have Eagles, Patriots in eight tier. Obviously, it's the Eagles. I'm a Dallas fan, but still, Eagles. Like I will always watch them. They're just electrifying. And the Patriots. I grew up in the Tom Brady era. Watched his whole career. So Patriots is a must-watch team with Belichick, especially. So Eagles, Patriots. I mean, that's like a Super Bowl right there. Not this year, but past years. Interesting. How do you feel about Mac Jones this year? Uh, he, they're not winning it with him. Not at all. I mean, they can try to like force him to happen, but Mac Jones isn't happening. I think his teammates hate him. The other teams hate him. Well, I don't know about his teammates, but he always read those articles about uh, the other team saying he's a dirty player and everything. And I don't know. He just doesn't seem like he does the, the Patriot way. Hmm. All right. Joe Seahawks Rams. Barn burner of the week. Um, <laughs> the Rams. Uh, I what? I mean, what is there to say about the Rams? Cooper Cup, best players off the field. He's not. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, not you, even you, with you the team. Sean, Sean McVay is going to coach. I guess he'll be there. Um, the sock. The, the Hawks should have this game pretty decidedly. I am excited to see. You know, leading up this is fantasy football speak, uh, kind of getting through. Uh, Kenneth Walker. I loved Kenneth Walker last year, but the hop topic is Zach Chardonnay. How's he going to be? Is he going to be the guy? Um, so I'm excited to see that. Uh, I read this morning, uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba is going to play. I'm excited to see him play. Uh, I think the Seahawks absolutely wallop the Rams. We talk about the Cardinals being bad. Uh, the Rams are also going to be bad, but with a good head coach. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I'm interested to see what the offense looks like. No Cooper cup really does hurt though. Uh, 
I agree with you. I think this could be a blowout for the Seahawks. I'm a big fan of the Seahawks. I just want to ask the panel this. I want to throw out this take. I think there's a chance we get to October slash November and we're heavily debating the Seahawks being the second best team in the NFC. I think they have no. a lot of talent. Second best? No. Yeah. Third, third maybe. Yeah. This is the heavily same. Debating? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think the one and two spots are going to be taken by the Eagles and the Niners easily. But yeah. can the Seahawks be good? Yeah, definitely. They think they can be good. Uh, I but I think the only reason we'd be talking them as as good in the NFC is just how is just because how weak the NFC is in general. But I think like I think the Vikings are probably going to be better than than them. Yeah, yeah I, 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 already come out and said he has zero chemistry with his receivers and the age difference. <laughs> he said that <laughs> it's just not helping. <laughs> yeah, damn. He said they just play on their phones. Yeah, I had a, a small hot take in terms of that. Is uh, I actually had the Seahawks winning the division. Not really? that I don't think that the 49ers are great, uh, but uh, the 49ers have a much harder schedule. Seahawks mm. have a very bolstered defense. I don't know. Uh, Seahawks are frisky. I don't love them. Uh, I think Geno had a uh, a very good year, probably just a blip. Um, but I don't know. They could win. I, I, they're kind of like a big question mark to me. Uh, we'll see what happens. Yeah. Listen, I'm a fan. I really, I, I, I like the Seahawks this year. I think they're a very, very interesting team. All right, Jake, take us into this game that we are about to be forced to be watched. Um, and uh, that that game would be uh, Cowboys Giants. Where you? Uh, let, let me ask you this, okay? You're you're a Cowboys fan, uh, obviously. Let me ask you this. Who is the Cowboys' biggest rival? The Cowboys' biggest rival, and they have it's a lot Cowboys. for various reasons. <laughs> Not counting the Cowboys, because the Cowboys' biggest rival is Jerry Jones. The <laughs> Cowboys' biggest other rival football team is the Eagles, of course, especially in the okay. last you know, five years or so. Okay. Got it. I see. I always think of it as the Giants, personally. I I think that's why that these games always get prime time. But I I wanted to ask you, for, as a Cowboys fan, what's your perspective on the Giants coming into this season? I think the Giants would say that their biggest rival was Dallas too. I, I think the Cowboys and the Giants and Cowboys are just over there saying, "I'm just not that into you." They they're just not on that level. Not since they had Eli. It's just been nowhere. Danny Dimes doesn't show up in the Dallas games. I think Dak plays ex his best ball against NFC East teams. And there, it's not really competition. I might be eating my words here, but past you know few years, I haven't been, especially against the especially against the Giants. Every, you know, other teams, yeah, but I, I'm not really worried about it. I think Cowboys beat the Giants handily. I don't think it'll be a blowout. I think they'll beat them by ten points or so. And that they'll kick off the season well, and then they'll probably go drop the ball to some other team. Anyone else got thoughts on this game that again we will be forced to watch? I, I, I for one am excited to see the Cowboys. I think the Giants' defense. Welcome. The the Giants' defense will be um, 
poor to start the year. Like they, they've got a great defensive line, but I don't trust the secondary at all. I think there's potential for Dak to have a really great passing day. Uh, but other than that, I don't know this game, I, you know, I, it's the same thing. I, we I, watch it every year. It's always, but we, I, I don't have any hot takes other than it feels like I watch this matchup 17 times a year. Like <laughs> I'm so yeah. over. And, yeah. and this is no hate towards the, the Giants or the Cowboys, but good God, it feels like they play every single week and uh, they're just both boring as all hell to me. I don't know. Uh, I do like the Cowboys defense a lot. I do like Dable a lot. Um, I don't like McCarthy a whole lot. Uh, yeah, that's how I kind of feel. And this one, quick one to Jake. Do you buy the CD Lamb hype? I, I think he's good. I don't think he's the, the, the like top five guy that they're touting to be. Oh, no. I don't think he's top five guy, but we don't need him to be. We're just top ten. I'd take that. I think you could talk all day about Cowboys offense, and it's not the best side of the ball that they have. I'm, I, I'm but, interested in seeing what the Giants offense looks like. Um, I think Dayball has a, an idea of what he wants it to be, and I'm interested to see if you know, they paid, they paid uh, Daniel Jones that money, see if he actually lives up to it this is a lose-lose situation i think if dallas wins it's like yeah you're supposed to dallas loses like whoa what's wrong with you guys every week one game is interesting but every week one there's at least one game that i don't care about at all we're just gonna hit that game really quick buccaneers vikings could not care less does anyone disagree with that it's exciting I don't, I don't. I don't even have fantasy implications in that game, so I can do shit less. Yeah. Uh, slightly above that would be Titans Saints. I'm interested to see what the Titans look like offensively. Uh, is the offensive line really as bad as everyone says it is? If it's not sneaky, they still have a very good offense, and I like the Titans this year. If the offensive line is not as bad as everyone says the offensive line is. But that's the only reason I really care about that game. Any other thoughts on that game? I'm interested. Okay. I'm <laughs> I'm interested in all the NFC South games week one just because I want to see who actually is good or not. Yeah. Or at least has a chance of winning. That's like fair. on pa- on paper, the Saints probably win the division, but let's see how they, they come out and let's see how they perform. The thing the Saints have working against them is the coaching staff, which is terrible. Uh, but, you know, Pete Werner is not a good offensive coordinator. Dennis Allen is not a good head coach. So it'll be interesting to see how Derek Carr fits uh, fits into that. Because Derek Carr is typically a player that needs good coaching to succeed. So uh, I'll be interested to see that. All right, Brock. Take us through it, man. Take us through the must-watch game in week one. Panthers-Falcons. I'm actually not being sarcastic here. I do think this is a, a game I'd put in like a B tier <laughs> if I if I had to. I think it's solid. I'm interested to see what the Falcons look like. I'm interested to see what Bryce Young looks like. There's a lot here for, for me personally. I mean, I, I it's like, you know, week one, football's back. We got a new quarterback. Uh, like there's a lot to and then like you know the falcons have everything that going on for them that, that we already you know kind of discussed revamp defense 
uh, commitment to the running game, you know, potentially all world quarterback uh, running back. And I mean, Bijan Johnson was being drafted three overall in a lot of fantasy leagues. So people are expecting a lot from, from him and from that running game. And it'll be a test for, for the Carolina defense who, you know, I, I think was under the radar pretty good last year. Um, won them some games down the stretch that made them have to trade up uh, from, from nine to to one. Um, so I'm interested to see how the defense performs. I really want to see how the offensive line for, for Carolina plays. That's going to be the make or break for the whole season. How, how, how they perform will dictate how the rest of the team performs in my opinion. And now I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to overreact to whatever happens in this game. I'm not really expecting them to win. Um, I'd expect them to lose probably most of the first couple games, but I'm just wanting to see how Bryce Bryce does, how the offense does. Yeah. Any other thoughts on this game from the panel? No, I don't really have much. Uh, I think you've touched on all like the important parts. I do. Uh, I think the Panthers actually have a pretty good shot winning this game. I'm not high on the Falcons this year. Really not. Um, I, it will be nice to see what Bijan, what they have in him, uh, and Drake Long. I don't know. I don't, whatever. I'm just trying to make it seem like they're more interesting than they are. I don't think. I think they actually lose this game. I think the Panthers win this game. Okay, two games left. Jaguars Colts. This one's very interesting to me. I I would have put this in eighth year to be honest with you, uh, just because. I, I'm part of the Anthony Richardson fan club. I'm just mm. very interested to see what he looks like on an NFL field. He is a holy shit player, as in every single play will be either holy shit, that was awesome, how did he do that? Or holy shit, why are you running backwards and throwing across your body? Like, that was a terrible idea. Please, please don't do that again. Uh I think he is going to be ultra entertaining throughout the entire year, good or bad. And, uh, you know, the Jags have a lot of this, this panel, I think seems high on him too, despite not having a defense. I mean, the Jags seem to be being hyped up quite a bit by people that watch football. So uh, I'm excited. I'm excited, uh, excited to see it. I, and I agree. I think the offense could be exciting. I'm just, I'm hesitant on the Jaguars because their corners are slow. And like, if you have slow corners in the NFL, that's usually not a good thing. No, don't don't get me wrong. You know they, you know I don't know if if they're you know they're beating a lot of the a lot of the the class of their conference, but someone has to win the AFC South, and I'm pretty sure it's going to be the Jags. And who knows what happens when you get into the playoffs? I think the Jags are frisky, can, can be frisky. I mean, they were frisky last year. Uh, I think Trevor Lawrence is going to take another step this year, and. He's going to start putting his name in the conversation with the rest of the the quarterback class of of, of the conference. I don't have any uh, Jags hot takes. I think the Colts, though, I think it's going to be fun. I really like Shane Steichen. I loved him when he was the Chargers offense coordinator. Everybody loved him in Philly. Um, I think I think he's going to be a hell of a head coach. And we're excited to see what they do there. But as far in terms of Jags takes, you guys touch on. I'm pretty excited Jag to anything? watch the Jags. I think they're always fun to watch. It's going to be always a good for them. <laughs> you always forgetting Thursday night football against the Titans like four years ago. That wasn't four fun, my friend. Hello. Uh, <laughs> they got, they got a fun team. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence, Travis Etienne. It'd be good. 
I'm definitely not watching it for the Colts. I'll tell you that much, other than the quarterback. So, yeah, I think um, another the one thing I saw uh, kind of crazy: Jacksonville only favored by five points. I would definitely take that. Um, and finally, Bengals Browns. This one's super interesting. We just got ended up getting to it last panel. Like, let's just put aside the fact that he's a gross human being. Like Deshaun Watson, like is it like I've been watching the NFL for a while. I've watched all of Deshaun Watson's career. I'm personally of the opinion that there's no way he's just bad now. Like that, that, that like I, th- I think either it's the system that's holding him back because what he's being asked to do in Cleveland is a lot different than what he was asked to do in Houston. Or it was the fact that he didn't play for years. It it does seem like all the beat writers are super down on what he looks like this year, but generally what what are you guys' thoughts on the Browns? They feel like they've become one of these teams like the Broncos where it's like, if they can get the quarterback play, right. Very super talented roster that could do amazing things, but it, it seems that they can never really get the quarterback position right. I mean, I think we might have a Le'Veon Bell situation where missed significant amount of time and just doesn't have it anymore. I mean, I think that's, I'm not saying that's going to happen, but I think that's a possibility. I don't think you can just not play one of the most difficult positions in football for two years and not have that have some sort of effect. And, you know, We'll see what happens, but I, I think that's a possibility. Yeah, I, don't, I think it comes down to the scheme thing. He has no excuses. He has great targets, a uh, hell of a running game, good offensive line. The defense is supposed to be on the up and up. I, I think all the excuses are out of the bag, but I don't think he's left. Uh, I think rather Stefanski is the one left holding the bag yeah. if shit goes sour. Um, and I, I don't yeah. think that's necessarily accurate. I do, I mean, whatever, all the same things, all the takes can be said. Yeah, Watson's an awful human. He was a fun quarterback to watch many years ago. Uh, he has long since lost that. I don't – is there a chance – it's probably more likely that he comes back to form. Uh, I certainly find myself rooting that he doesn't. So, I do like Nick Chubb a lot, though. I guess if I got to say something nice about the Browns, I'll Nick Chubb. Miles Garrett, he's, he's fun to watch also. Yeah, Miles Garrett's fun. This is why I, I – have the Browns just kind of doomed themselves to becoming a hittable franchise. Karma's yeah, I, think, thing, uh, I think at the end of the season, we're going to have a few highlight plays with Watson to Marty Cooper or something like that. That'll be pretty much it. But as far as Watson goes, I think the Bengals are going to go out there and do what a playoff team does best win. That'll yeah. be it. Beat a bad I need, team. I need, I need the Bengals back in the AFC title game. I, I want to see it. Uh, how concerned are we? with a potential Joe Burrow Caffrey injury. Personally, that to me, that to me, that to me is the scariest thing in the world right now. It's his plant leg. You already have a calf, like Achilles are fragile things. Like to me, he feels like the guy that we get one of these injuries every year where it ruins the season because Oh, that one really great quarterback is there. I feel like he is most at risk. I am most worried about him this year. I am super worried about the Bengals because 
I, I think <clears throat> I think he's at a high injury risk. And and you know, I'm not a doctor. You know, I, it, this is just purely speculation. But does is anyone else slightly worried? It, it just feels like it is the Cincinnati Bengals. Like if anything went terribly wrong, it would happen to them. And it, it just it, it, vibes I don't think don't he's missed. Right. I don't think he's missed significant time to an energy uh, injury yet. Well, well, his rookie year. When well, he his rookie year, he tore his ACL. I mean, he's got an injury history. Was, it, was that? Oh, that was that was during his rookie year. Okay, I thought that was yeah. I was at the. I thought that was before the season. Okay. Yeah, I, I'm not super worried. Uh, I think uh, you're right in that if Joe Burrow goes down, it puts a huge damper over the entire NFL. He's one of the funnest quarterbacks to watch. Total guy to root for. Um, it would completely dismantle the Bengals' uh, playoff chances. I don't even know who the hell their backup is now. I think if I thought about it, maybe I could. Trevor I don't even Simeon? Know. Is it Trevor no. Simeon? Trevor Here, Simeon? I got to look be? this up. I think it's Trevor Simeon. Jake Browning. Is it, oh, is it Jake Browning? Browning? Oh, they did cut is. Trevor Simeon. <laughs> oh, wait, no. Cut. Isn't it the, uh, the 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 cat from the Cowboys? Oh. Uh, Hold on. I'm pulling Ryer? up the depth chart right now. Oh, no. You're right. It is. I think it is Trevor Simeon. I thought they signed the guy from the that the Cowboys just cut that had that great preseason game. Oh, wait, hold on. Yeah, Jake Browning is there too. No, Jake Jake Browning is there. Will Greer's real Greer is there. Currently yeah, listed on the wow, I'm getting mixed ESPN, reports. Now I'm seeing Brandon Allen. What's going currently, on? Currently, I, I go off ESPN depth charts as a Bible, whether that be right or wrong. Jake Browning, backup quarterback. Okay. Washington legend, Jake Browning. But not not a guy you want as your backup quarterback. No. Does, so does, it, it, uh, does, go ahead, Jake. Does Burrow win it the next few years, or is he that guy that gets you know his win fifteen seasons in? I think if this is this is his year, I mean it's talked about. They can't afford T. Higgins and uh, Jamar Chase. Tyler Boyd's going to be gone after this year. Joe Mixon will be gone, and I'm I'm not big on Joe Mixon, but you're losing a lot of your offensive firepower the chances or likelihood that they're able to sign a free agent or immediately refill that is low. Um, so I think in terms of offensive firepower, this is his year. Uh, can he do it this year? I don't know. The AFC is strong, but yeah. uh, I think they have just as good a chance as anybody else. I think yeah, of, I would agree of with the, that. I think of the AFC guys, he's more likely to win it before Josh Allen, just <laughs> purely vibes-wise. I think vibes-wise, Josh Allen gives me – like Peyton Manning vibes where it takes a long time for the playoff success to come, but he's an incredible regular season player. Joe Burrow's just got that. I mean, he's already been to the Super Bowl. Like he's, he's got that swagger mm -hmm. about him and they're one really terrible defensive penalty away from beating the chiefs last February and going back to the Super Bowl. So I, I, I think that within the next three to five years, he will win a Super Bowl. I, I feel pretty confidently in that. I, I think that, and, and he he could lose weapons too. He could lose Tyler Boyd, and you know, and still be fine. You know, I think I think Joe Burrow is a very talented quarterback who often gets overlooked and gets, you know, just because he has great weapons doesn't mean he's not a great quarterback. You know, so I think uh, I think that gets overlooked a ton. Well, guys, I really have to appreciate this. I totally lied to you. Uh, this went two hours, which I, I didn't, I, you know, I promise you can look back. I, I swear to God, I, I have, I have good receipts. 
but these usually don't go two hours, but with getting to know each other and, you know, it was great discussion. One, I'd like to say you are all naturals. You're welcome back anytime I've got this uh, group text fired up. We'll, we'll keep you in the loop and we'll, we'll mix and match some crews here and we can definitely run this crew back again. I thought it went very well. Thank you all so much for joining the podcast. I don't do it a ton because uh, you know I don't know how active you guys are on social media. I promote this a little bit, but I would say it's the worst part of my podcasting game is I am a terrible promoter. If you have anything you'd like to plug, anything you'd like to to throw out there that, that you'd like people to check out, uh, this is your time to do it. Thank you so much for joining me. And uh, again, this this has been a ton of fun and typically they won't go this long but we had to do week one we had to talk about everything so uh we'll, we'll start with you joe start with me what uh did oh, you have anything any, to oh, plug yeah. in? i'm not a social media guy. i don't give a shit yeah about yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> figures it's it's yeah. typically who, who i find here jake anything uh no same as joe i don't have anything it's just a good time talking football thank yeah. you yeah no worries brock anything I'd hate to break up the train. No, it was, it was a pleasure to talk talk some football with you guys. And yeah, I don't have anything. Wonderful. Well, we'll do it again soon. Uh, we're back every Wednesday. So it should be fun. And uh, we, we will uh, we'll, we'll have week one recapped and uh, tomorrow night's game recapped with Brad directly following the game. Until then, we will see you all next time. Peace out.